0: Good morning, it is Kale and Company live. Welcome to December. Can you believe it? December 1st, 2022. So what does that make it? uh, 24 shopping days until Christmas? There you go. The countdown is on. I I think it started in September for, for many people. But it's great to have you with us. Kale & Company, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at nedelta.com or deltadentalcoversme.com. Speaking of uh, websites, nhtalkradio.com, where some of you are listening to the program right now, we have a, a poll question up there right now. We want you to participate in our poll. Our first poll question that our esteemed producer Kat Martinez put up uh, yesterday. She wants to find out about your favorite all-time Christmas movie. And, uh, well, we want you to react. Go on nhtalkradio.com and just uh, give us the name of your all-time favorite Christmas movie. Simple as that. Or or you can even you can give us a call if you want to do that. Uh, 603-224-1450. If you would like to participate in the program this morning, 603-224-1450, which is where you can find us on the uh, AM radio dial by the way. Also at uh, 1039 FM in the Capital Region and 1019 FM in the Manchester area and beyond. I was in uh, the Queen City area last night and uh, listening uh, to WKXL booming in loud and clear on a Wednesday night. Uh, so give us a call or log on to nhtalkradio.com and tell us your favorite Christmas movie of all time. There are a lot of uh, great Christmas movies out there. I know mine, uh, but I'm not going to share it with you until you share some uh, with us here on WKXL or NHTalkRadio.com. Thursday, December 1st, it is Civil Air Patrol Day. It is also Eat. A red apple day, National Christmas Lights Day. We we're you know a little bit ahead of time yesterday when we had our guest John DeCosmo on talking about uh, Christmas lights. But today is officially uh, National Christmas Lights Day, first day of September. It's uh, Wear a Dress Day. I I am not complying with that one. I I don't look good in a dress. I I wore a kilt. When I was younger, and you know, at that age, I looked probably cute wearing a kilt. But uh, at this point in time, I, I'm I'm going to abstain from uh, from wearing a dress. I wore a skirt today. Uh, you you wore a skirt today. I wore there, a skirt. there you go. Does that does that qualify as a dress? I, I guess it does. I'm going to say it does. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's National Pie Day. See, there's a good question, a good poll question, Cat. What's your favorite pie? Oh yeah, it's, that is a good it's one. It's National Pie Day. Yeah, I also just want to add in there as well yeah, that yeah. our polls are on our Facebook page. Oh Facebook yep, page. Yep, Facebook oh, is that page? where it is? Yeah, oh, yeah. New okay. Hampshire Talk Radio. Ah. Um, right on Facebook. Yep. And um we're adding another one as we speak. Oh, you're adding another yes. one. Happy December first, everybody. Oh, okay. So it's on the Facebook page. It is, okay. yes. We have two right now. One is let us know your favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. And the one we are uploading right now is Use three words, three words that best describe the holiday season. Nice. Okay. Three words that uh, best describe the holiday season. Okay. I, I like it. I like it. So get on the Facebook page, uh, nhtalkradio.com. Is that the way you get to it? Yeah. Right? Yep. It should yep. be a New Hampshire Talk Radio. NH right Talk on, Radio. Uh, New Hampshire right Talk Facebook. Radio. Mm-hmm. On the Facebook page. <laughs> There you go. We don't talk about that enough, do we? We don't. We don't. Yeah, next I'm, year and starting this month into next year, we're going to have a, a huge social media presence. So feel free to like, comment, share, tell your friends and family, and uh, get involved. And and you can also uh, call into this radio program at 603-224-1450. Simple as that. And uh, you're welcome to call in and uh, express your views, ideas, opinions, or you know just have a friendly chat and... Uh, we can always do that here on uh, Kale & Company Live because we are, in fact, live here on WKXL. Or you can go onto our Facebook page and uh, contribute to our our surveys, which uh, Kat is going to put up daily. Kat, you know who was at the, uh, the Celtics game last night? Who? Not me. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had been, but uh, uh, I was not. But uh, the... Prince and Princess of Wales were there. How fancy. How about that? Prince William and uh, Kate were there sitting in the front row. That's awesome. (laughs) Sitting uh, right next to uh, Massachusetts Governor-elect Maura Healey. And also sitting uh, beside uh, Prince William was Celtics Hall of Famer and... uh, you know, all-time great Tom Satch Sanders was sitting there. He has his number 16 retired atop the uh, rafters at the Boston Garden or the TD Garden. And so Satch Sanders was sitting there uh, talking with William. They were having a great conversation. I was watching all of this on TV, and they they focused and it, on uh, the prince and princess from time to time. And they love the slam dunks. They love some of uh, – Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum's slam dunks last night. They re- really reacted to that. That's they, too funny. They, they loved it. They, they seemed to be having a great time. They were in the front row, of course, uh, at the game and uh, stayed till the very end. That's, stayed till the very end from start so cool. to finish. I love that. They were there. And uh, I don't think anybody really, it wasn't publicized that they were going to be there. Uh, they just kind of showed up. I'm sure the Celtics knew about it but didn't want to, you know, say too much. Uh, but uh, they were there in the front row and seemed to be having a great time. When they were leaving, they interacted with some of the common folk who uh, waited to wave to them or, you know, say hello or whatever. So it was it was good. Uh, the Prince and Princess of Wales at the TD Garden last night. And uh, Jason Tatum had a <coughs> royal performance of his own. Uh, he had uh, eight three-pointers last night, season high. Forty-nine points. Uh, Celtics defeated the Miami Heat, one thirty-four to one twenty-one. Celtics have now won five in a row to improve to eighteen and four on the season. And the same two teams will meet again tomorrow night at the TD Garden. But I don't think the uh, prince and princess are going to be there because they have an event at the MGM Theater just outside uh, Fenway Park, which I think is the primary reason they came here. And uh, they have an event there on a star-studded event at uh, the MGM uh, facility outside of uh, Fenway Park on Friday night. I think uh, the president's going to show up, too, from, uh, from what I understand. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they'll be in Foxborough tonight either. But you never know. You never know. They could be. Uh, the Patriots at six and five are going to be hosting the eight and three Buffalo Bills. Kickoff is at eight fifteen tonight, and uh, no running back Damian Harris for the Patriots, and uh, offensive lineman Isaiah Wynn is also out for the Pats tonight, which is not good news. But the good news is, and you never like to see anybody hurt, but uh, no defensive standout Von Miller. For the Buffalo Bills tonight, we talked with uh, Tom King about that the other day, that uh, Vaughn Miller will not be in the Bills lineup tonight, one of the vaunted pass rushers in the NFL today. He was the uh, MVP of last year's Super Bowl. Actually, this year's Super Bowl, played in February, uh, won by the L.A. Rams. I should say last season's Super Bowl. Vaughn Miller was the MVP. For the Rams and then signed a free agent contract in the offseason with the Buffalo Bills but he is injured and will not play for Buffalo tonight so Mac Jones will not have to worry about Vaughn Miller uh, in his uh, backfield tonight. Uh, Bruins off until Saturday night when they host Colorado the Colorado Avalanche the defending Stanley Cup champions at the TD Garden. Bees have opened the season with an NHL record 13 13- 13 straight home victories to open the season. Nobody in NHL history, and that history goes back like, yeah you know, about 120 years, no one has ever opened their season with 13 straight home victories like the Boston Bruins have. And again, NH Talk Radio Facebook page and vote for your favorite Christmas movie. We want to see lots of votes. And uh, Kat has put up another poll question or is in the process of doing so. So we want to interact with our listeners. We want to hear what you have to say about various things. So check out the Facebook page or you can give us a call, 603-224-1450. Later on in the show today, we'll be talking with the music publicist and uh, music commentator Eric Alper. We'll be uh, talking about a number of things, including a new documentary coming out about the legendary performer, Buffy St. Marie. We will take a break and be back with more right here at and Company Live on WKXL, presented by our good friends at Northeast Delta Dental. Stand by for more terrific excitement here on this December 1st. It is Kale and Company live right here on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. A delight to have you with us on this first day of December, and uh, there's very little, if any, snow on the ground anywhere in the state of New Hampshire at this point, which is kind of rare. I mean, uh, usually by this time we have a little, and we did have we did have uh, maybe a uh, dusting a couple of weeks ago, but not much. And uh, last night, it was uh, temperatures in the low 50s and raining heavily from time to time. And I guess some areas of the state experienced some strong, gusty winds. But uh, I don't think around here we had any uh, any sort of uh, wind damage. But in some parts of the state, I know they did. Now, President Biden's student loan relief debt program, uh, which seeks to forgive hundreds of billions of dollars owed by tens of millions of borrowers, was handed another loss Wednesday as a federal appeals court denied his request to reinstate it. Court documents show Uh, Biden's student loan handout intends to forgive $10,000 in federal student loans per borrower and double that for Pell Grant recipients. But it will remain on hold after the New Orleans-based Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals rejected the Biden administration's request to lift a stay put on the program by a lower district court in Texas. In court documents that were filed yesterday, the three-judge panel unanimously chose not to override a decision by U.S. District Judge Mark Pittman on November 10th, which called the student loan handouts unlawful and temporarily suspended it. The New Orleans court did choose, however, to expedite the case in its docket to the next available oral argument. So there you go. It's still up in the air. Probably will not happen. And uh, we will continue to uh, follow uh, any developments on, uh, on that story uh, right here on WKXL throughout the day. Of course, we have uh, the great uh, Bloomberg uh, News Service, which uh, keeps you posted on all sorts of things. And uh, they do a great job in doing that uh, around the clock here on WKXL. And, of course, the uh, news updates with our own A.J. Kierstead. who does such an outstanding job every day. It's, it's like A.J. kind of lives here at the station. He's on, he's on all the time, so and does an outstanding job. He's like the WKXL Energizer bunny. Well, same-day adult lift tickets for Cannon Mountain going to increase by $5 for both adults and seniors this ski season after approval this month from a key legislative committee. New rates were approved after lawmakers pushed back on initial plans by the Department of Natural and Cultural Resources for bigger increases for seniors, residents, and state employees. Lawmakers also rejected a department proposal to charge $10 for hiker parking on weekends and holidays. They rejected uh, that proposal. The department had proposed a $15 increase for one-day senior ski lift tickets, but some lawmakers on the Joint Legislative Fiscal Committee balked at that request over concerns of raising rates too dramatically and deterring tourism. The department came back to lawmakers with a revised proposal that increased one-day tickets for seniors by $5. An initial proposal to increase rates for state residents' uh, Wednesday ticket was uh, eliminated. And the New Hampshire State Employees' Ticket will only go up $2, not the $4 that was initially requested. One-day adult tickets will now cost $94 online or $104 if purchased at the Mountain. And we're talking uh, Cannon Mountain right here at Franconia Notch. Wednesday tickets for New Hampshire residents will stay the same price, $45 online or $55 at the window. And New Hampshire state employees can purchase same-day tickets for $52 or buy them online for $47. So if you're a skier... It pays to be a state employee. And uh, also, the uh, Wednesday resident tickets uh, have gone up. uh, $94 online. $104 if purchased at the mountain. But that is for Wednesday only. Wednesday only. So uh, there you have it. So, you know, it's quite an expensive endeavor uh, to ski. Uh, But... You know, a lot of people do it, and it's a great uh, you know, source of revenue for the state of New Hampshire. I mean, tourism is, uh, I, I think, our number one industry in the state of New Hampshire, between uh, you know, skiing in the winter, which is very important to the economy, uh, the lakes region, and all the things we have to offer in the summer. And then in the fall, we have the leaf peeping, people coming from literally all over the world, to take a look at uh, our leaves. So, uh, you know, but tourism, I, I think, is New Hampshire's number one source of revenue, including including people coming over the border. And, you know, people are doing this every day, every minute of every day, basically. And uh, taking advantage of our cheaper prices for uh, alcohol at our state run liquor stores and cigarettes and you know i i, I used to say that uh, you know a lot of people said this uh, new hampshire was the sin tax camp capital of the world the sin tax capital of the world uh, sin tax you know on booze and and cigarettes and you know at one time new hampshire new hampshire got the this whole lottery thing started Uh, Back in 1963, because New Hampshire uh, had the nation's first lottery, uh, which was signed into law in 1963 and implemented first in 1964 by the Governor John King administration back in the 60s. So people flocked to New Hampshire for their alcoholic beverages, their cigarettes. And their lottery tickets. So at one time, New Hampshire was, in fact, the sin tax capital of the United States. But I don't know if we can claim that title anymore. Uh, we still, you know, the state still has, uh, you know, a, you know, a great business in uh, in alcohol. All the state-run liquor stores that we have in the uh, in the state of New Hampshire. Uh, if you uh, have visited border towns in New Hampshire, uh, Salem, uh, Nashua, uh, you name it, over uh, in the area of Keene and, and uh, the western part of the state, and, of course, on the, on the seacoast as well, Seabrook, for example. I mean, they have stores that are pretty much uh, dedicated to the sale of tobacco products, in particular uh, cigarettes, and that's the way it's been. Uh, for uh, many, many decades here in the state of New Hampshire. So uh, not much has changed. We have a lot of revenue derived from that, from people coming out of state and buying their cigarettes and booze in New Hampshire. And, uh, and of course, they still buy their lottery tickets, but it's not unique now to New Hampshire as it was back when lotteries first began, back uh, in the 1960s. We'll be talking with our guest in just a little while, Eric Alper. Eric Alper. He's a music publicist and a music commentator. He's uh, been all over the place on uh, social media. He's, uh, he's a great tweeter. I, he sends out a lot of tweets. At yeah, This is his, uh, his uh, Twitter handle, as they say, at that, T-H-A-T, Eric, E-R-I-C, A-L-P-E-R. He's sending out tweets almost constantly. It just came to my attention after I booked him to be on the show. But he said shows, uh, syndicated radio shows, television shows, uh, Sirius XM radio, you name it. He's been all over the place. And he's going to talk about uh, Buffy St. Marie today, who was really uh, a woman ahead of her time. And we'll find out why that is the case. And also just uh, touch on uh, the death yesterday of Christine McVie of Fleetwood Mac, one of the original members of Fleetwood Mac, Christine McVee, uh, died yesterday at the age of 79. So we'll uh, touch on that as well with our guest, Eric Alper, coming up after these words right here, Kale and Company Live on WKXL, NHTalkRadio.com. Don't forget the Facebook page at uh, New Hampshire Talk Radio and vote. Vote. We encourage you to exercise your WKXL constitutional right. And uh, vote on our Facebook page for your favorite Christmas movie. We'll be right back. Kale & Company Live presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Don't you dare touch that dial. Welcome back. Kale & Company Live right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. 103.9 FM in the Concord area, 101.9 in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. And joining us on Kale & Company is uh, Eric Alper. Eric, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I am uh, doing outstanding. I am very well this morning on the (laughs) 1st of December. Uh, Eric is a music publicist, a music commentator, and a prolific tweeter. My goodness. Unfortunately. I, but, well, wow, I don't know if it's unfortunate. A lot of good information. Well, you,
1: you know, it, it, it's funny. When my mom first heard that I had over 500,000 Twitter like followers, she she got worried that I was like a leader of a cult. So <laughs> I, I had to kind of explain that, no, 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 this is what Twitter really is. It's when total strangers follow you and you get really super excited about it. And then that kind of freaked her out even more.
0: Yeah, Eric has one of those coveted blue check marks as well on his Twitter account. What's this? What's the status of the blue check mark these days? Now that Elon Musk has taken over,
1: it depends on what day it is. Yeah. Um, it seems like you can pay eight dollars to have it, but then he rescinded on that one, and it looks like that the rumors are that they're going to be different colored check marks depending on who you are. If you're a member of the media, if you're a government official. If you are a known person, like a celebrity, you are each going to have a different check mark, uh, and then you know regular people and tweeters can uh, buy into the program themselves. I mean, you've got to find a way of how to get back that 80, the the uh, forty four billion dollars that he spent on the platform.
0: Yeah, I I, I guess so. That that would be confusing though, all the color codes and that and that sort of thing. But uh, anyway, oh, uh,
1: that's that's exactly what he wants. Yeah, I mean, you know, opening. Uh, opening up a, a social media platform with no real idea on cutting back on hate speech or um, misinformation about COVID, which is what he did this week, is, uh, um, you know, and there's there's hardly any staff there that are left to actually oversee this, at least in the human form. Um, but that's, that's kind of what, what I think his game plan is, is just to... Making an absolute free for all like Facebook is, except for the fact that there's going to be nobody monitoring them.
0: Yeah, very true. Uh, d- did you order from McDonald's this morning?
1: I didn't order from McDonald's. Should I?
0: Oh, I don't know. It's uh, It's on your your uh, your Twitter here. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah,
1: yeah. McDonald's and Coke. Yeah, I found there there was a playlist that um that was <laughs> that used the song titles of how people order at McDonald's. So the first line of the of the Twitter is "Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order?" Yeah. And the rest of playlist is somebody literally ordering. You know, "Hello" by Adele. "I'd Like a" is another song, and they do the the entire order based on song titles. They're pure genius. I love I love that stuff.
0: You know, we could do a whole show based on on your tweets here. But one that intrigued me was one you you put up just uh, just a few minutes ago about. Uh, the Stones announcing the release of uh, of uh, something that sounds very intriguing.
1: Yeah, they got a uh, they they put out an, uh, an album in a DVD a number of years ago called Ger, yeah. which is one of the weirdest titles ever um, from a major rock band. But it's fun to say though, especially in the morning. Grr. Um yeah. and uh, exactly, exactly, and you know on Mondays it has a different relevance when this. it's just uh, It's Monday, um, but yeah, they've just announced a brand new kind of expanded edition of the album and you know the rolling stones are i mean you know when they announced the fact that they were back in the studio to record a brand new album that's due for release in 2023 um you know it got rightfully all of the news around the world that they deserve and that they respect but people just want to see them live they want to hear the kids and more importantly they want to see the body right? They want to see Keith Richards live. They want to see Mick Jagger in person. So they just announced an expanded edition that comes out on February the 10th next year um, that features special guests Lady Gaga, Bruce Springsteen, John Mayer, Gary Clark Jr., The Black Keys, and also Mick Taylor, who is in the band as well. So they have uh, uh, that kind of special edition that's uh, that's coming out on uh, three LP set or a two CD set. And, you know, if you miss the Rolling Stones this time around, that's probably going to be your best bet until uh, they announce a new tour.
0: Wow. That that sounds like it's really going to be something. So, But uh, not out in time for Christmas, though.
1: Not in time for Christmas, though. Not. But I'm sure that if you go to their, their website, I'm sure that they're going to have, oh, Four or five dozen Rolling Stones brand-new items, including socks that you can probably buy for the Rolling Stones
0: lover. Oh, there you go. There, there you go. Our guest is uh, Eric Alper, uh, joining us today from uh, Toronto, I do believe. And uh, you, you've worked with some, uh, some of the big names in, in the music world uh, over the years. Uh, Bob Geldof, Randy Bachman Bachman-Turner Overdrive, and Ringo Starr, Ray Charles, Sinead O'Connor. And that's a pretty impressive list, right there.
1: Yeah, you know, when when, when I started off my career working for a distributor, that um, I mean, all they really wanted to to take care of was bringing the box of CDs from the warehouse to the record store, um, and that's it. That's just what distributors do. Um, and when I got hired to be the publicist for a company called Koch, um, they they realized that all of their labels were American based. And those labels didn't really care so much about Canada. We were four percent of the world market to them. But that's how I got to work: they, the Wiggles in the morning, and Guar in the afternoon, and Sinead O'Connor in the evening was just you know working the PR for everybody. But it's been a it's been a, a, a fun ride, that's for sure. Full of variety, working artists that I grew up buying their records, whether it was Duran Duran or Buffy St. Marie or. Um, or working with the Woody Guthrie estate, like these are people that that I literally spent all of my money as a teenager buying up everything that they had, whether it was you know mid-year from Ultravox or Jerry Lee Lewis. I mean, Jerry Lee Lewis was the very first single that I ever bought, really, as yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah, and to work with him for for a number of albums and DVDs that we went gold and platinum here in Canada was was a thrill because I mean, you know you. I mean, with somebody like him, I was absolutely terrified to work because you never know what he's going to be. Because his reputation absolutely supersedes him, but he was just a sweetheart of a guy, and and you know, it's been a real honor to work with these people.
0: Of course, uh, yesterday we learned of the death of uh, Christine McVie of uh, Fleetwood Mac, one of their founding members. Uh, members, uh, how will she be uh, remembered?
1: Oh, probably you know one of the greatest singer-songwriters of the seventies. You know, when you talk about the, the the glory of AM radio in that decade, it, it's really Christine McVie's songs that that shine through through all of it. Whether you know it's "Don't Stop" or um, or "Songbird," um, uh, you, you know those little lies and everywhere um, those. Those songs are all Christine McVie. So when people talk about the love of the group, they're they're really, really I think deep down inside, referring to her songs. And I think that you know her legacy is set. Um, you know she never wanted to get involved with the drama between Steve Buckingham and Stevie Nicks of the group, who seemingly were you know getting back together and splitting up on a on a weekly, if not daily basis. And she just kind of stayed in the background, even though that. She had her share of drama. Um, you know, her husband John McBee is the the bass player of of the group, and you know she cheated on him by having an affair with the lighting director. He had an affair as well. Mick Fleetwood had an affair with Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks and Lizzie Buckingham kept breaking up and getting back together again. And so that that drama actually created some of the best music of our of our of our lifetime, um, which kind of. This whole thinking that you have to be depressed and you have to be at a low in order to create great music. And, you know, Exhibit A would be Fleetwood Max Rumors. But yeah. I, I think in the end of it all, you know, one of the greatest singer-songwriters that we've ever heard in our lives.
0: Yeah, she will uh, definitely be missed, but uh, her contributions to uh, music will uh, will live on and uh, Eric Alper uh, stay with us. We we uh, want to get to uh, uh, Buffy Saint Marie, the 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 real reason we uh, got in touch uh, uh, today, but there was so much uh, going on and your your background is is fun to talk about. I guess music was in your genes from uh, from an early stage. I, I saw where your grandfather opened the first licensed blues bar in Toronto.
1: Yeah, he mixed uh, blues music and and alcohol together back in 1941, <laughs> and it, the uh, city said that that's it. You know, the city is going, you know, is going under. You know, in in a hell, in a in a handbasket. <laughs> you know, in some reason they were right.
0: But uh, that uh, did you uh, spend any time there? Or was that uh, still? A... I did. I yeah. spent time
1: there as a kid, but I've got no musical talent whatsoever. I, I still don't. And you know, you can't. You know, put an instrument in my hands and, and, and I wouldn't even know the first thing to do with it. you stick me in a studio and, and I had no technical abilities whatsoever. But I've always loved the story of music. I've always loved why things happened the way that they did. What was going on politically and socially and, and in the economy to make hits happen and to make these songs being written. And that's where it comes from.
0: Eric, can you uh, hold on for a couple of minutes? Have Absolutely. to take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk about that uh, documentary of uh, Buffy St. Marie. Uh, after these words, it's Kale & Company Live, Eric Alper, our guest from Toronto, and uh, we'll take a break right here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental, Delta Dental deltadentalcoversme.com. We'll be right back. Gale & Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you along with us. First day of December, Eric Alper is with us, music publicist and a music commentator. He's been on any number of platforms. And uh, I just uh, joined your your Twitter feed here. I'm, I'm one of oh. what now some 874, almost 875,000 followers. Wow. How about that? But there's a yeah. new yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but I have I I've got three friends in real life so you know don't don't get so jealous there you know and I think I know six people now seven now I know you
0: yeah there you go and uh, you're following quite a few yourself so
1: <laughs> yeah I try to follow people back you know just just to see and get a good taste of of what really people are talking about so you know any given time when I can go on Twitter I'm not just following people that are like me or that agree with what I have to say or, you know, uh, you know, from my, you know, political side, for instance, I want to follow as many people as possible just so I can get a good case for what's out there.
0: Absolutely. Well, there's a new documentary out there, which uh, started airing recently on PBS entitled Buffy St. Marie, Carry It On. And uh, tell us a little bit about the the documentary and, and, and why it's why it's significant.
1: Yeah, you know, there seems to be a a resurgence in the coffeehouse musicians that were really the dominant force in the U.S. during the folk-heavy 1950s and early 1960s. And they've all kind of experienced a mini-Renaissance, lately. You have Joni Mitchell's return to the stage. Bob Dylan has a brand-new museum and a book out right now. And there's a documentary that's out on PBS that hit this week called Buffy St. Marie, carried on, and it really talks about um, her career spanning the decades, not only with the huge hits that that most people know, like The Universal Soldier, and It's Time for You to Go, or Up Where We Belong with, the, with that one, the Oscar, but really kind of figuring out her place in music, um, because her songs has been covered and re-recorded by Donovan and Joe Cocker and Barbara Streisand and her activism on behalf of the Indigenous people has never really wavered. And it just seems like the rest of the world is catching up when we're talking about Indigenous issues. And and I know America and Canada are kind of, you know, separate countries, but there's just a lot of of musical communities that never really had their, their chance in the spotlight for the last couple of decades. People from the LGBTQIA community, the BIPOC community and the indigenous community as well. But, you know, the fact that she made one of the world's first electronic vocal albums in 1969 and becoming the first and only indigenous person ever to win an Oscar. And, lest we forget, she breastfed on Sesame Street, yeah. becoming the first woman to ever do that. So, uh, you know, whether, you know, you want to kind of dive into the whole you know, Jay Edgar who was asking her for radio, which was accurately and true. Um, or that you know, like most artists, she had a great run and still continues to record to this day. Um, she's an utterly fascinating woman that never never seemed to go away when it comes to you know being a public figure
0: and And really, as you said, uh, ahead of her time, uh, when it came to uh, you know the advocating for indigenous uh, people's rights and and women's rights, she she was out there really. Uh, vocally, in more ways than one, before uh, anybody else.
1: Yeah, and and you know when you watch the documentary, it's it's not it's not a bang your head with facts. It's not like a Ken Burns, you know, factual um, documentary. She is one of the most loveliest people that I've ever been around. I mean, she's funny and she's kind and she's nice and she's just a, a, a golden person to have around and within the first five minutes of watching it I think people are going to see um what what a cool person she is and the fact that that look you know <laughs> you know I'm in my 50s and when I was in my 20s everybody looked really old and it was just like there's no way that I can ever agree with with adults and things like that but the older that I get the more that that I respected what an artist like Joan Baez or Peter Paul and Mary or Tom Paxton, or Bob Dylan were doing back then, really creating something out of nothing. And Buffy St. Marie, although she wasn't in that that stable because she wasn't managed by Bob Dylan's manager or she wasn't managed by Joan Baez's manager, um, she kind of just did everything on on her own, um, hanging out with people like Stevie Wonder and Muhammad Ali and Ken Norton, who stood up for Indigenous rights. I mean, those were... Those were her people. That was her crowd.
0: Yeah, and uh, for those who who don't know, she was born in 1941 to Cree parents in Saskatchewan, Canada, and uh, she was taken from her parents at a very uh, young age and and wound up in in the suburbs of Boston.
1: Yeah, you know, at age around two or three, she's never quite sure. She knows that she was born in 1941. She doesn't know her birthday because in Canada— um, Buffy was part of something called the 60 Scoop, which was a government policy where Indigenous children were taken from their families and communities and cultures for placement in non-native foster homes, in which they would then be adopted by white families. And so she was adopted by uh, by parents in, in Boston, uh, Albert and Winfred St. Marie, um, that lived in Wakefield, Massachusetts. And uh, even though that... You know her mother was uh, had a little bit of indigenous in it. That was just an absolute coincidence. And when uh, Buffy attended the University of Massachusetts, she earned degrees in teaching and philosophy, and she graduated in the top ten members of her class. It's mm. absolutely still to this day, you know one of this country's greatest stains on its history, um, you know that that we're still finding graves of indigenous children. Um, across Canada, that um, that seemingly went missing with no historical records on who they were.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know she was one of the first in in song anyway to uh, to protest the Vietnam War uh, back uh, in 1964 with uh, "Universal Soldier," a, a song that you mentioned, which was uh, you, you know became a hit by uh, Donovan and uh, and Glen Campbell as well.
1: Yeah, you know back then there weren't a lot of songs addressing the Vietnam War, and even before then, addressing the mistreatment of Native Americans, or, you know, now that the buffalo's gone, or my country, tis, thy people, you're dying, back in 1965. Um, you know, they created a lot of controversy. It, it wasn't, you know, music was supposed to just make you feel good. It was orchestra music, and music for, uh, you know, big bands. And, and, uh, and it wasn't until, like, the Beatles kind of came along and using the Talk about the things that you wanted to talk about, um, whether it was love, whether it was war. And she was absolutely at
0: the forefront of that. Um, absolutely so. And, uh, and also, as you pointed out earlier, 1982, she became the only indigenous person to win an Oscar for her collaboration on Up Where We Belong from Officer and a Gentleman, uh, recorded by Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warns. And uh, that, that's pretty significant as well.
1: Yeah, and it's also on the uh, Songs of the Century list, uh, compiled by the uh, RIAA, which is the the music industry organization. Um, Yeah, you know, that song won the Oscar. It won the Golden Globe for Best Original Mm, Song.
0: Um,
1: And really, it started when she created the song based on having one of the very first Apple and Macintosh computers as early as 1981. Um, the, The company gave it to her. I think she had something like, the second or the third Apple computer that was ever given out to anybody. Wow. Um, because they thought that she could absolutely do something with it, and look at what she did.
0: Wow, it is really something. And she's still going strong. Still
1: going strong. She was just here in Toronto a couple of weeks ago, uh, performing for a sold-out crowd at Massey Hall, which is about 4,500 people. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's still recording albums. She's getting re-released on uh, on Concord Records for her 1960s album, and she's signed to True North Records here, uh, still putting out albums every couple of years or so. She, she's still pretty active as much as uh, as, much as she wants to be.
0: And uh, still very involved, I'm sure, in uh, women's rights uh, and Indigenous rights as well.
1: Yeah, you know, she's, she's... There's just something about the fact that she was able to to really not take no for an answer and realize that the industry doesn't need her and and at times didn't want her. Um, But she still had something to say. And if the U.S. government was going to deny her the fact of getting on radio, then she was just going to tour more. Um, And she was going to lend her voice to various women's groups in in America and around the world. Um, You know, she is a true artist. That's what she wants. We want somebody that gives the ability that humans. You know, the I am not really all that interested in in artists that are afraid to speak out because of splitting their audience for instance. I kinda want, you know, these people to have the guts to say the things that that I can't say or that I don't have a mouthpiece or I don't have a microphone to say. So I'm looking at those artists and in the sixties, that's where it seemed to all start. We believed in these people.
0: Well, Eric, you have been a, a terrific guest and given us a lot of insight into uh, the life and uh, career of, of Buffy St. Marie. And again, the uh, documentary is out there on uh, PBS, and uh, I, I imagine it will be shown uh, a number of times in the next uh, you know, few weeks, and, uh, and be on the lookout for it because it's something very much uh, worthwhile. And Eric Alper, I certainly appreciate you being on with us this morning.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I had a great
0: time. All we'll right. You. Thank you. Hope to have you back sometime.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. And again, you can follow him on Twitter at that, T-H-A-T, Eric Alper, A-L-P-E-R. And that is on Twitter. Thank you for joining us today here on the and & Company. And we'll be back tomorrow, Friday, Fun Bunch. Tom Raffio, Kitty Ray will be here. Kat will be in the house as well. And we'll have a lot of fun tomorrow with the Friday Fun Bunch on WKXL and NHtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental.